Welcome back to another episode of Chatty Sisters, where we talk movies. Who was in it? What's it about? I talk about all of that, and then we talk in more detail about the movie with all the spoilers later on in the show. Today's movie is Chocolat. This movie is awesome. I watched it on DVD um, because I stayed at a cabin just last week, and yeah, that's what we had available. And so my parents owned this movie um, on DVD when I was younger, and I've never seen it. And it just, it didn't interest me because it was a romance. And now that I am an adult and I read romance novels, I figured, why not? Let's see what this is about. If you would like to watch this, you can watch it on Prime Video. This movie came out in 2000, and it is labeled as a drama and a romance. The MPAA rating for this movie is PG. Uh, it has mild sex and nudity and mild violence. Our director for this movie is Lasse Hellstrom, and our writer is Joanne Harris and Robert Nelson Jacobs. The tagline for this movie is one taste is all it takes. And yes, that is the, the perfect tagline for this movie. I could not have come up with something better myself. So Lasse Hallstrom, our director, has also done Hilma and A Dog's Purpose. Joanne Harris actually wrote the novel Chocolat. Once again, as usual, I did not know this was based on a book. Uh, apparently I am very drawn to these types of movies and now I have something else to add to my book reading list. So I'm going to see if I can find that somewhere and read it. And then I'll let you guys know how similar the movie was to the novel. Robert Nelson Jacobs, um, has also done Extraordinary Measures and The Water Horse. Our main star of this movie is Juliette Binoche. She is a French actress, and I mention that because the title of the movie is French, the setting of the movie is French, but I wouldn't declare it a French movie because everybody in the movie is not French, um, and that's usually, well, I guess they don't have to be French to be labeled as a French movie, but normally when it's a French movie, the audio is in French, and so I was like, Hmm. Since this movie is English, uh, maybe it's not necessarily a French movie and it didn't have the, um, yeah, it just, just didn't play out like a French movie, like the ones that I've seen in the past. So she is our only French main person in this, in this movie. And I, I'm really glad that she is French or does have French in her blood because I thought, you know, it added really well to the movie. Um, she has also done Winter Boy and The English Patient. Now, on the cover of this movie, you will see Johnny Depp as if he is the second main character. And I don't believe that. <laughs> to me, Johnny Depp should not have been on the cover of this. If anything, it should have been Juliet and and her chocolate. Okay. Um, so because I am talking about Johnny Depp in the actor list, I am also going to talk about the other actors that I feel were just as main. So Johnny Depp, American, he has done Sweeney Todd and Pirates of the Caribbean. 
And when I say Pirates of the Caribbean, he is Pirates of the Caribbean. So um, you guys probably have seen many movies that he's been in. We also have Judy Dench, who is Irish and English. Uh, she has done Skyfall and Murder on the Orient Express. And then we have Alfred Molina, who is Spanish and Italian, who has done Spider-Man 2 and Frida. And then we have Carrie Ann Moss, who is Canadian, and she has done The Matrix and Memento. Funny thing, when I take my notes for the movie, I either use the character name in the movie or I use um, their real name. For Carrie Ann Moss, I actually refer to her as Trinity because <laughs> that is how I know her. Uh, the Matrix is really what I know her from and when she stars in another movie, I'm always like, wow, there she is again, not being Trinity. And it's, it's such a contrast between who she played in The Matrix and who she plays in this movie. Seeing her is actually the reason why I wanted to figure out if the main actors were French because she is one of the first people in the movie that I recognized. And I was like, is she French? And I didn't know. And she's not. Um, and everyone speaks like a little French in the movie. Um, but not so much so to where you would think they were French. I was just curious because the title of the movie. And yeah. So our production company is Miramax. And they have brought you Pulp Fiction and No Country for Old Men. Now what is this movie about? According to IMDb, a French woman and her young daughter open up a chocolate shop in a small remote village that shakes up the rigid morality of the community. Perfect. I think this sums up the movie very well. And as you can see, no romance is mentioned here. Would I recommend this movie? Absolutely. I actually think it's my new favorite movie. I want to watch it again and again because it just made me happy. It was awesome and I wish that I had something that could, you know, shake up the rigid morality of the community. <laughs> um, as I've already mentioned, I would not classify this as a romance unless we're talking about the romance between chocolate and people uh if we're talking about the romance between Vienne and her her change like her what she becomes in this movie but I think we need to give her a lot more credit than just falling in love with another person I have a couple facts for you uh Julia Binoche actually learned how to make chocolate for the film and there is a section of the film where like there's a lot of different chocolate uh, treats shown and the chocolates that she learned how to make were featured in that part of the film, which I thought was awesome because I love when an actor goes further than they need to, when they do their own stunts or learn the language or learn to make the chocolates. Uh, I think it's really important for them to embody their character when they do things like that. So I thought that was awesome. And also the little town that they did most of the filming in is actually a little town in France. And the people 
were a part of the movie. Like they were like extras in the movies and, and things like that. So I thought that was pretty awesome. The ending of this movie was everything that I wanted it to be. And I didn't need anything else from it. It, like I said, it made me really happy. And I just really enjoyed the movie. I don't know how to tell you what to expect when you watch this movie. But the movie features chocolate, it features romance, and it features um, people who are stuck in tradition. And I, yeah, those are the, the main, main parts of the film. And she doesn't have to do anything. She just offers chocolate and it's, it's so beautiful how you could take something so simple and change people's lives with it. And, you know, it seems like the more simple the thing is, the easier it is to slowly help people come to terms with what, you know, what life is about. So yeah, I thought it was beautiful and I can't wait to give you the spoilers. So that's all I have to say without the spoilers. Stick around because after this break, we will be getting into all of the details. Okay, movie watchers, this is your stop if you don't like spoilers. After this break, we are jumping back into this movie, leaving no thoughts behind. Nothing is worse than a town that collectively works to put everyone in their place. That usually means they're highly traditional, and not that I have a problem with tradition, but I do have a problem with forcing your traditions upon everyone. And this movie starts out with that. Before anyone says anything, the narrator in the background is saying, this town works together to put everyone in their place. They all attend mass, they're Catholic, they all do the same things, and they're all watching each other. And... Although sometimes it's great to have a community that looks out for one another, there is a difference between looking out and watching. <laughs> so in this, this community is full of watching. And I already knew that this woman was not going to be welcomed because as she's putting things up in her, in her place, you can tell there are things from all over the world. And I don't see one cross <laughs> on those items. She's not Catholic, she never married, but she has a child, and she's changing the patisserie. Um, yeah, she's definitely, she, nah, they're not, they're not gonna enjoy this at all. And, I mean, for the most part, they didn't. The people in the town were very curious, wanted to see what was going on, but the mayor of the town was adamant that he, like, doesn't even care. He comes to check in on her, and ask her a couple questions and then he goes spreading these truths around the town so that people could distance their, themselves from her. You can tell it's full of lies though. The mayor himself, his woman is gone in Italy on a trip. You don't see her at all throughout the movie because she left him. And I'm just like, yeah, it's what you deserve because you're a piece of crap. So the the way that she shows the way that she gets people to um the way that she guesses people's favorite chocolate is by spinning a plate and them telling her what they see inside of it and i know this is a movie but 
do they do these things in real life? Is there is there some culture of people that can guess your favorite chocolate based on what you see in a spinning plate? Because I would love to go visit that place. It sounds amazing. And it just sounds so fun. Like you can see something by just seeing what I see. And I love that. Um, and everybody saw something so different. And yeah, I thought it was fun. It's a game. And she even refers to it as a game. And it's fun enough to make you want to buy the chocolate or want to taste and say, hmm, is that my favorite or is it that kind of thing? So, uh, yeah, back to the mayor. He sucks. <laughs> he is definitely wicked and as you guys know, I have a kid and there's an episode of Bubble Guppies with this bland bread. And basically this, the mayor of the town only allows them to make this bland bread. Everything in this town is basically gray. They're like constantly throwing out fresh fruits and veggies because that's all he eats, his bread and forces everyone else to do the same. And that is how this movie goes. This is how this mayor is. He just it's I mean it's it's lint so um nobody is eating nobody should be eating chocolate because it's lint and I'm guessing either everyone feels the same and like they all give up these sweets or you know I'm not too well versed in lint but I know that you give up something and the idea is nobody should be eating chocolates during lint because it's chocolate it's a pleasure um so yeah but then even after he's like yeah no we don't we don't want this chocolate is the devil essentially without saying it in those exact words and this woman is out here changing lives okay she is a dream I wish I knew her in real life and I want her to change my life okay (laughs) so this uh, somebody else I want to talk about is Josephine and they really depicted her as crazy you know they have her almost looking like she's fiending and um the town talks about her as being a thief and everybody just has like a negative demeanor towards her and they just oh she goes you know to the beat of her own tune like she's out there and this woman is perfectly fine she is just reeling from being abused by her husband and nobody in the town caring because you know they're married this is she has to stick with him and I'm just like that is ridiculous because shouldn't you if if this is the community that helps each other shouldn't you be able to go to somebody for help yeah but instead everyone has her acting crazy and she has no friends and of course, Vianne was like, I'll be your friend. Let's hang out. Um, and she even took her in when things got too bad. And I love that. I love the, how their friendship developed in this movie. And Josephine became so strong. And it's like, it's almost shot as if she is not a main character, but she really is. Um, her life would change drastically throughout this movie. And I'm so happy for her. And she's, you know, one of the reasons that Vianne ended up staying in the town because, you know, Josephine was like, absolutely not. You can't go. 
Ah, and that was beautiful. This refined cacao reveals destinies apparently, and I, I need that in my life right now. So if anybody can supply me with that, that would be awesome. Um, and yes, I said supply me because I don't want to buy it myself because I feel like it's not the same as when you get it from someone else. So somebody sent me some refined cacao. So we can see what my destiny is. <laughs> so once again, I'm going to list off the things that Vienna has done wrong and why I'm assuming the mayor just won't let her be. So she gave this boy chocolate during Lent. She helped this woman leave her husband. She has this boy meeting her grandmother and her, his mother was so adamant that they don't connect. And I'm just like, yeah. And the mayor was like, we're going to run you out of town. You'll have no business. You'll have to close before Easter. My girl was thriving. Okay. Thriving. And nothing she's doing is so major that she has to stop. She's not doing anything illegal and people actually feel connected to her. And so what, what is the purpose of stopping? Why not continue? All you're doing is selling chocolates. You're trying to stay in business to take care of yourself and your kid, you know? So then we get to like the second half of the movie and that's when the river rats quote unquote show up um Johnny Depp this is when he enters and everyone is mad that these people showed up and Vian and Anouk her daughter are excited to go meet them they offered chocolate they they're like yeah they're like super geeked so this is also where Vian starts her like pettiness because realistically she's not doing anything wrong like I've already mentioned and doesn't really care about what the mayor has to say but the mayor is doing everything he can to prevent people from going there to her chocolate shop. So she wasn't going to buy anything from Rue. Rue is Johnny Depp. And the mayor shows up and he's all mad. And she's like, you know what? I will buy from you. And she becomes friends with, with Rue. I think the friendship was more sincere. I think she bought it just to make the mayor angry, though. And... They ended up staying for a while. The town put up like a boycott and was like, you know, don't let uh, these people like shop in your places or anything like that. And, you know, of course, Vian was like, come on in, have some chocolate. Let's hang out. And the what holds Vian to Rue is the fact that he's like, that's not my favorite chocolate when she guesses. And the entire time that he's there it's not his favorite chocolate and it's not until the end of the movie when he comes back and she offers him hot chocolate that he's like I thought you were never gonna guess like hot chocolate is my favorite and that shows like them this is when they get together like this is when it's a real sure thing and I thought that was beautiful uh the most exciting and I mean like exciting as in a lot of things are going on is when the boat gets set on fire uh the mayor realizes that maybe he is a little crazy because let's start with josephine josephine and her abusive husband so the mayor comes in and is like you need to go back to your husband she's a fugitive of her marriage 
Vienna's like, look at Josephine's head. You want you want this to continue going on? And then the mayor is like, oh, let me help. So like, one, the mayor does not trust the priest of this town. He's like, he's influencing the priest and telling the priest everything to do. So in this situation, you would think, go to the priest and, you know, do some counseling or whatever. No, the mayor is like, I'm going to take you under my ring and show you that you don't need chocolate to be a better person. So the mayor gets this guy all dolled up, you know, teaches him manners and everything like that. So basically on the outside, this guy looks like a totally different person. He looks like he's a better man, even though we know the truth. He's not. So he shows up and he apologizes to Josephine. Josephine accepts the apology, but she does not want to be married to him anymore. She's like, we're done. Like that, that's it. And he was sad and like heartbroken. And then that night he almost killed Vienne. Like she almost died. And I was not expecting it. I was really scared actually and I honestly I didn't think Josephine was gonna make it to the end of the movie because this guy is so psycho and and yeah so he tries to kill her and Josephine knocks him out with the skillet and you know they he basically gets drunk and passes out in front well he was already drunk when he came over but he's passed out in front of the church the next morning so naturally, nothing that the mayor did worked. And like I said, we know this. We're not surprised. You know, you just, there's a monster inside of him, essentially. And teaching him how to eat properly is not going to deal with that. So then when the they had a party, like Bien and Josephine and Rue had a party on the boat. And because they had like a little dinner or whatever. And they were like, dessert's on the boat. And so they had a big party and it was awesome. And so the mayor was talking to Josephine's husband and was like, we need to do something about this. This isn't right. Josephine's husband took that as set the boat on fire with everybody in it. And that's what he did. So that that was like the craziest part of this movie. Like this guy, completely out of his mind, but not out of his mind, sets this boat on fire. Almost kills Anouk and I was real sad. I was like, they can't let her die. This movie was done in 2000. We're not killing kids. There's no way that she didn't survive this. But the pain that Vienne felt I felt it okay like she played that part so well and my heart was like sobbing and I'm like a nuke where are you and then she showed up so everything was good but Rue and his crew lost their boat so um shortly after that they left and you see like the mayor just wants the town to be miserable like hello and Oh my goodness, he has them referring to Vianne and her chocolate shop as Satan's helper. And I'm just like, really? You're making 
the the priest give a sermon on how bad chocolate is and i'm like this is just insane and so when you think about the people who don't attend mass and how the town treats them like josephine and everybody thought she was like crazy and then you have uh judy dench's character armand who you know she's sick but she doesn't want to be miserable she wants to live her life and she doesn't want to stick to um you know what you're supposed to do but like what she wants to do and I thought that like her I don't think she really had a character development but I thought her character was really refreshing and I mean they always try to make these grandmothers seem like you know they're much bigger and badder than they are but she was also really sweet and you could tell that she was miserable because she just didn't understand why her daughter couldn't love her the way that she was and especially because her grandson um, is very much like her and it was killing her to not be able to spend time with them and when they did spend time together they were happy and I just thought you know everybody has a story in this movie and Vianne's story is just the main because she's the one supplying the the changes the one that helps people connect with who they really are and that's that's the best part about this movie that there are so many different stories and they all get better with chocolate and I hate chocolate but (laughs) if my life could be impacted like theirs were because of this chocolate I I'm totally down I try it um so you know sad part of the movie was when Armand dies and I'm really glad that she had this party beforehand and got to do everything that she wanted and she got her portrait which was freaking beautiful but I was like how is this I was like they cannot let Armand die because if she dies then they really are gonna try to run Vienna out and yeah yeah that that is basically what happens like the the church is is kind of done with Vienna because they can use the death of Armand to say maybe if she didn't indulge so much she would not have died or maybe she's like repenting as she's dying kind of thing we all know that's not the case but it makes the sermon sound real good when you can do that and yeah it made me sad and then Vienna's trying to leave and the the mayor is talking to Josephine's husband and Josephine's husband admits to lighting the boat on fire and the mayor runs him out of town and was like you're absolutely insane and the mayor loses his mind as well and so Vianne is also trying to leave and you know her big chocolate festival is the next day and she's trying to leave now and Josephine is like you can't leave and everyone is in there helping to make chocolate even Caroline and I really don't understand Caroline, but I'm guessing it, you know, it has something to do with her mother and maybe 
maybe it's just a more subtle way of her saying thank you um, for allowing her mother and her son to have a relationship even though she couldn't do it. She couldn't allow that to happen. Uh, So then, you know, Vian ends up staying. And the, the best part, the like icing on the cake of this movie was when the mayor is losing his mind and looking for a sign from, you know, Jesus on the cross. And he takes the answer as destroy the chocolate for the chocolate festival. He breaks into the chocolate shop and as he's destroying the chocolate, a piece gets into his mouth and then he loses his mind in a different way and tries to eat all the chocolate. Like, one, this chocolate is like a drug because it was the tiniest bit that he was able to taste that changed his mind. But I'm like, this is insane. And then the guy gets sick and he gets he gets sick and he gets stuck and he just falls asleep. And the priest is the one that sees him and Vienne helps him. And Vienne is like, I won't tell anybody. And I'm like, you're better than me. I would have told everybody. Uh, yeah, there's no way he would have gotten away with that. But that's why Vienne is going out, selling all this chocolate and changing lives and not me. Even though I would like for the wind to take me and tell me where to go and what to do. Because that seems like an amazing way to live. Maybe not with a kid, but I feel like I'm a nomad at heart. So I can relate. So the movie ends with the big chocolate festival. Vienne stayed, Rue came back, and apparently the mayor and Caroline get together a few years later. So all in all, it ended really well. The bad parts weren't so bad. And that's really what determines a favorite for me. If I can get past the the part that makes you upset, the part that helps, I guess like the climax, the part that transitions the movie if it's too bad, if I can't watch that over and over again, then the movie can't be a favorite. But this, this movie was good all the way through because Vienne never left. And even when she was trying to leave, that scene lasted like two minutes. And yeah, it's just, the movie was beautiful. And even after giving this review, I feel like you have to watch it for yourself to get the real feelings about it, you know? So please go watch it. Thank you for listening. And if it's been a long time since you've seen the movie, this is your sign to go watch it again and, you know, see what you think about it, especially with the way things are right now. I think it's a nice little refresher. Uh, So yes thank you for listening i would love to hear your thoughts about the movie and of course you can find me on twitter but now you can also find me on instagram and threads let's keep the conversation going i will see you there you have been listening to chatty sisters where you get movie reviews with and without the spoilers you can find me on twitter at chatty sisters that's c-h-a-t-t-i-e sisters I think this podcast sums up my feelings about the movie. 
And if you don't believe me, then watch it. And if you don't agree, then comment.